0: When stress becomes too much, it can have a huge impact on your health and the well-being of those around you, something that our apprentice Stephen Shearwood found out while he was studying an ILM qualification with us. Working as an engineer for years, Stephen could see the similarities between the stress we experience in the workplace and stress used in engineering principles. Here he tells us all about the links between the two and the incredible analogy he used to present his ideas back to the group. I became interested in managing stress because I have suffered from stress as a result of my working situation, and I found it had a profound effect on my well-being. It was really debilitating, and it's very insidious. I didn't realize how stress was affecting me until I was undertaking a mandatory training unit and whilst I was reading through the uh, unit and looking at the examples it was given and the symptoms to look for in people who were suffering from stress, and there was quite a list, and I ticked every box. It's not just how it affected the behavior and how I behaved towards other people, which was possibly the worst of it. Some of the symptoms are you are rude to other people, you talk over them you are ignorant, you don't listen, you're irritable or irascible, you get annoyed and angry really easily and uh, you treat people with disrespect. And I was certainly doing that. But then there are all the other health-related symptoms which are almost a circular cause and effect. The stress causes health issues which then (laughs) exacerbate the the stress issues uh and you get into a, into a cycle and if you're not careful you can be devastating and it really had a severe impact on my ability to carry out my role and my well-being I've got certain health conditions now which i believe are a direct result of of the stress i, uh, I was under now partly of his personality but very idealistic very driven very about certain things, and in trying to achieve those um, with uh, a lack of resources, uh, I was put myself under more and more pressure to perform. But one of the other side effects of stress is that your performance decreases. And it gets to a point where actually you're ineffective, and again, it traps you in that loop where the, the more stress you get and the worse your performance gets the more stressed you get and um, you can't, it's difficult to break out on that. Part, another part of the training uh, unit had a graph of how people's performance changes under stress and there was a graph with a curve uh, which showed like a straight line under no stress to a certain level of stress and then as the stress increased or reached a certain point your performance tails off, so the curve reaches a peak and then it drops down, and that's where you reach a stage called burnout. And it struck me that that curve on that graph was almost identical to how materials behave under stress. And you measure materials by how uh, the material changes when the stress and strain. Get to a certain limit, so you've got a, like an elastic limit curve. Materials generally follow a, a straight, a linear straight line, like the people's behavior graph, until you get to a certain limit, and then the material fails, and it fails gradually to begin with, and then it reaches an ultimate elastic limit, and it fails catastrophically, mm. and usually that something breaks. So you can imagine a plastic ruler, where everybody had one in school, and you always used to bend them. You just keep bending them. Eventually they would snap, and that's because you've pushed it. You know, you've got fatigue in the material, or you've pushed it past its elastic limit, and it just says, "Well, that's it, bang." So, burnout and failure in materials is pretty much the same, and the curves, if you compare the two, uh, are, are so similar. I just struck a chord this straight away. I thought, "Okay, right. Well, people are generally machines." Uh, you might not like it, but we are machines. Uh, we have to be treated with some care. And uh, the same with with materials. You know, the materials perform well within their limits, and it's trying to. If you're going to design something as an engineer, you have to make sure your design, ah, uh, is used in such a way that it, you know, you don't overload it or you don't overcome its elastic limits and it breaks. Uh, you don't design th- You can't design something that's totally unbreakable, really. But you know the principles of engineering and design are: you try and use the least amount of material in the most cost-effective way to achieve a task. So I was struck by the analogy. I thought, well, okay, right. How does this impact on me? How can I manage myself? And I thought, right. So I've got to understand the similarities in stress in, in material stress in myself. Not necessarily because uh I I thought myself necessarily as <laughs> a piece of metal or, or a machine, but it, it was sort of well in managing stress and managing stress in me. I've got to learn what my limits are, and how I can make sure that I don't exceed those limits. But I also I also started to realize that I've probably reached burnout stage, and I was never going to get back to the performance I, I, I managed before, and that was the the, the thing really for me. It was understanding the dangers of stress and uh, how debilitating it could be, and how important it was to to control it and control it in the workplace. As a manager myself, right, how do I employ principles to how I manage my staff? That was the basis of my work for the ILM, you know, the unit on managing stress. Uh, I was attracted to because it was per- it was deeply personal to me. So I was driven to look at it, try and uh, increase my understanding by studying the unit. But I also thought I had something to offer in discussing my thoughts on it, on my experiences. And so going back to the engineering principles, the coat hanger came into mind because it's ultimately a really simple object, but quite a lot of engineering goes into it. But it's, it, it also underpins all the engineering design principles. You know sustainability, use of materials, and achieving uh, a function or design or a task using the, a limited resource. And it sort of struck me then. Well, when you're in a, an organisation and a team, somebody has decided, right, we need people to undertake a task or a function, and they've come up with a, a structure, an organisation structure, which they believe will. Perform the functions that are required and achieve whatever goal or objective uh, the the, the organization wants to achieve. Well, in a way, that's the same as designing something in engineering, where you're given a brief. You know what you want, what you produce has got to achieve, but you've got to do it in the most cost-effective manner using the minimum amount of material. Now, in these kind of economic climates, it's becoming more and more. Port for organizations to minimize staff costs so they want to get the most out of their team, utilizing the, the minimum amount of staff. And that's where your pressure comes on the team and the stress. You can set up an organizational structure and employ relatively uh, sorry suitable people to carry out individual tasks within that team. And that's great. And provided that the, the team members are, ca- are competent and capable. Then they should be able to carry out that task without too much problem. Now, the problem that happens, or what happens with uh, stress, is that when you come to change things, the changes can really affect people in, in strange ways. And the same uh, with the coat hanger. Coat hanger is fine if you use it as it was d- designed. Then it'll work perfectly for many, many years or decades, even. It's when you don't use it in the way it was meant, it was designed to be used, uh, that you get problems. Trying to think of a way to explain to other people how managing stress is comparable to to using a tool properly, and the coat hanger analogy, I thought was perfect for that. So, if you take the coat hanger and you use use it in the way intended, said it gives you years of service, but if you use it in a certain way. That is not designed to uh, to function properly, and in my case, my analogy, I turn it upside down, and suspend the coat from the hook end, and try to balance it on the 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 bar on the bottom. The coat hanger will fail, and the failure is catastrophic in a way because whilst you you know it could still function, you've weakened it, and the the, the shape of the coat hanger changes. Show that it's reached past its elastic limit, and it's strained. Now you can push the or bend the coat hanger back into shape, but you've introduced a permanent strain in that coat hanger. It's not quite the same ever again. And that's the the the, the analogy really is that people, if you push them too far, they they will change and it's difficult for them to go back to what they were. And I thought there was an Fairly elegant way to explain to people that the issues in, in terms of managing a team and how stress has to be managed if you don't want to cause damage to your team. And the comparison between engineering and management then was striking because you're dealing with similar problems. I couldn't think of a better way of showing that I understood the issue of stress in the workplace you know, any better than to, to give you a, a, an easy example that people can imagine. And once they understood it, it's fairly easy to grasp. In, to my mind, other people might uh, disagree, but it seemed a fairly elegant solution. It sounds like you had an epiphany. <laughs> it's like a, um, a sort of light bulb moment that changes not only your well-being going forwards, but potentially the well-being of everybody around you, particularly the people that you manage. Yeah, it, it was sort of uh, quite a revelation to me. And it, it, it made us, Significant change in how I thought about stress, and, and uh, I started looking at my own behaviors and how I could change. More, more to the point, it, it's a knock-on effect. is how you manage people and how people are affected by stress. And if you manage a team, the analogy between the coat hanger and using it properly, and how you manage a team, is that you use them properly. Now, an engineer when he designed the coat hanger has to understand the material that the coat hanger is made up. What its properties are, what its limits are, how we can manipulate it uh, to achieve what you want to do um, consistently, without it wearing out quickly or failing suddenly. And if you manage your new people, really, you need to understand not only what you're asking them to do, but understand the people. How do they react to stress? How do they like to to work? Do they like change? Are they bored? You've got to understand. The people, the individuals in your team, if you really want to understand how you can get them to work in the most effective manner without promoting too much stress, it's really simple in a way. But sometimes when you're trying to, to learn about stress, or and you know, you read in the material, and it's, if you haven't experienced stress, understand what it can do to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you perhaps can't imagine, you can't grasp the concept. So I was trying to th- think of a way how I can explain my well, look this is what can happen when, th- when it goes wrong. You know, you, you get catastrophic failure if you're not careful. Uh, I come up with another analogy using a, a bridge, a trust bridge, where your team, uh, like a trust bridge, it's got individual members that share load and stress between each other and as a whole, they, they act uh, in an integral manner to well, withstand the loading. But that whole structure, it's only as good as its weakest link. If one link gets overloaded, stressed, and you know, it becomes stretched or strained and it can't perform as it used to, well that load then has to be taken up by the other members of the, the structure or the other members of the team. And it could be that in taking up that extra load, you overload the whole structure and it it can fail catastrophically again. You know, with a in a bridge, yes. Bridges can fail catastrophically and suddenly. In a team, it won't be so sudden, but gradually you'll get to a point where it's not working effectively as a team, and the whole performance of the team deteriorates because they're all under stress, under too much stress. And it's a, it's it's a, almost you know, it's an obvious again. It's difficult to, to grasp just from reading some dry text. So I thought that uh, the trust bridge was another great example. If everybody understands what they, their roles are, what their goals are, what they've got to do, then you're achieving the the, the golden rules of, of you know, leadership and management, and you're achieving the most effective performance. So it all comes together, and it has changed my whole outlook, you know, uh, my worldview to a certain extent in how I approach other people and my understanding of other people and in understanding the stress in myself and how stress affects other people. I now look at other people and if they, if they are behaving in a way, I think, okay, well, I'm happy with that. But I now sort of give them more leeway because I don't know what stress they're under. And you look at things a different way in terms of literally managing stress. That was Stephen Shearwood talking to Amanda Bathory-Griffith and me, Alice Morgan. If you'd like to learn more about stress management, Just go to tsw.co.uk where you can find all of our ILM qualifications. See you soon.